Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. Lynn, I, I honestly think everybody on the planet should be interviewed by you. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is without a doubt the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues and this podcast is one step in that journey. Welcome back, and I am so excited to have my audience hear another segment from Sarah and Jake. Sarah and Jake are the co-founders of the Estranged Students Network, and they reached out to me as an estranged parent, and I was delighted and elated. And after my interview with them, I am so much more educated on what it must be like to be an estranged son or daughter. And so before we start this next segment with Sarah and Jake, I'm going to ask them if they would reintroduce themselves to the audience. So Jake, can you please start and introduce yourself? Of course, Lynn, Uh, lovely to be back. Uh, My name's uh, Jake. I am a student at the University of Oxford. I'm a biomedical scientist specializing within neuroscience. And um, in terms of estrangement, I've um, been probably in my own experience estranged since I was 17, 17 and a half. Thanks, Jake. And what about you, Sarah? Yes, of course. Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah. I am a law student at the University of Leicester going into my final year now. And similar to Jake, I've been an estranged student since I was 18 years old. And I thank you both for being here. And I'm so looking forward to continuing this conversation. Mm -hmm. Sarah, I want to come back to you and ask you about, you mentioned that there were different types of abuse in your situation. And I'm obviously not going to ask you about the physical abuse, but in terms of mental abuse, Mm -hmm. estranged parents hear that quite often. And some estranged parents believe that the term is just so strong and much stronger than what the parent thought. And they wonder, is it what they wonder, what is emotional abuse versus what is being a strong parent and disciplining and trying to create order? And I think that the difference that the line between the two is so confusing to a parent. Um, I think so. In my case, I think the biggest aspect of emotional and mental abuse for me was the fact that the family essentially 
essentially for them it was that I should accept everything that was happening to me just because, for example, I had a roof over my head or they were feeding me. And I think at point at, su- at some points, it like when I thought, okay, I need to leave because I'm getting abused here or something is not right. Something within my family is not normal. It's not happening with my friends' families. It's not happening anywhere else. It's not happening on TV. Something here is not right. So every time I thought that and I thought, okay, am I ready to make this leap? to actually go out and get help. My family would kind of then sort of manipulate me through that emotional and mental abuse by saying, but hold on, you have a roof over your head, but hold on, this is your family, blood is thicker than water. And sort of, I think in their eyes, everything was then excused or everything was at least like balanced out just because I had a roof over my head or they were providing me with basic necessities that you do as a parent. I mean, you know, no one asks to be brought into this world and as, as, a, a student who was going through her A-level, I didn't really have much else to support myself other than my family. And so I think when a parent doesn't understand the impact that this has, I think that causes a, a, a really big barrier between, a bridge, sorry, between the two, because that sort of miscommunication is then one person, so the parent might think, what am I doing wrong? I'm trying to help, or I feel like I'm helping, whereas they might actually be pushing the child away and so that that was what happened in my case it was just the fact that I couldn't get to them and each time I tried to bring it up or try to explain from my end to get them to understand it would come like Jake said just come like crashing back into my face um and they'd say that I wasn't kind of communicating or that I was being really rebellious and I wasn't being it how I should be as an Arab girl in in this Arab family essentially and what about the question I asked to Jake, too? You touched upon that. Is it a similar feeling situation for you where you feel as if you have to distance yourself from the select people as well? Yes, um, I'd agree with Jake. I think in my case specifically, 100%, because my fa- so my family, again, it's the culture. So in Arab culture, it's, it's a very tight-knit culture where everything gets around. And so it, I feel like, if I were to try and keep contact with one person, that one person could perhaps try and try and get involved between. So if, if for example, I want to, so I, mo- I mostly wanted to estrange from my grandma, but I couldn't do that. And I had to estrange from everybody else because even when I'd try and speak to my uncle about the situations and the abuse that I was going through, I feel like I thought that it would make things better because then we've kind of got a medium between us, me and my grandma, and he could perhaps help. But in my case, it made it worse because he'd then try to get involved and then she'd give her side, which wasn't really accurate. And then I'd give my side, which to her didn't make sense. And then someone else would get involved. And then what you've got is everyone everyone knows what's happening or everyone knows a version of what's happening. That's overwhelming. You know, you're getting shamed left, right and centre for being rebellious and not doing as you're told. Um, and you're then feeling guilty because, okay, now everyone's arguing, everyone is shouting, is this my fault? I don't really want to deal with this right now. I've got my exams coming up. You know, the emotional toll that that takes on you as well is is quite a lot. So oftentimes I just found myself trying to just, as as Jake said, just escape all of it. So if I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't even get away by just sitting in my room and locking the door, I'd just leave the house. And so eventually it got to the point where I just thought I have to leave for good. Wow. Sarah, you also mentioned the people getting involved, knowing different versions of what is really going on. 
-hmm. What is your response? And then I'll come back to Jake. What is your response about third party involvement? And I'll give you a more specific example. Some parents have an aunt, uncle, they call the estranged son or daughter and they say, look, your mom is really sad. Your dad's really sad. What's wrong? You need to call your mom. You need to call your dad. It could be a friend that makes this call to the estranged son or daughter. It could be a grandparent. It could be an aunt or uncle. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion or and or experience of third parties? trying to reconnect the other the other two parties um that's a really good question i think in all honesty i think i just had a bad experience because i think generally i would have wished that the third party involvement did help and i a part of me did hope that it would help i think that's why i went to my uncle and i feel like for some people it might and it should but in my particular example it didn't help um i'm not i'm not exactly sure why i think a lot of it a lot of it for for us was culture there's just, I think once something like culture get involved, gets involved, sorry, that's just another barrier that you kind of can't get through because there's a lot of pride with the older aged adults in the family. Whereas I think maybe in, in a circumstance, I think if the third party is an unbiased party, then that would work. And I think the main thing is that when in my family, when my uncle tried to get involved, it was often, who do we blame? Whereas I think in a lot of the ca- a lot of cases, there really isn't anyone to blame. And I think once you get that out of your head, like no one's like no one's in the wrong and no one's in the right. I think it's 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 more complex than that. And there's a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication within the formula. But I think once a third party does come in with a complete unbiased and non-judgmental sort of outlook, I feel like that's a step in the right direction. It might not always be, but I feel like there's definitely scope for it. So who would this unbiased person be? Because if it's a family member or a friend, they're going to have a loyalty or allegiance to either both people or to at least one party. Well, I would hope that there is a family member or a friend out there who can be unbiased because I've met a lot of adults who I think could have done it. But I think in in my particular case, again, my family were just... They, they had these cultural biases where I had to listen to my grandma because she was oldest. But I think in situations like mine where you can't really find that, I would perhaps go to, so now I'm doing counselling, but I think I should have been doing counselling mm-hmm. years ago, um, years ago. So I feel like maybe a counsellor or maybe if you, if you speak to someone at school or university who could perhaps get involved, someone professional, I'd say. What is it like living as an estranged student More from Sarah and Jake in the upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. 
please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time from Storybook to Estrangement. I am here with Tina Gilbertson talking about estrangement amends and strategies. I am here with Tina Gilbertson talking about estrangement amends and strategies. We are with Tina Gilbertson talking about parental blind spots and the parental paradox. We are here with Tina Gilbertson talking about blind spots and a parental paradox. We are here with Tina Gilbertson talking about a parental paradox and blind spots. I'm here with Tina Gilbertson talking about the five strangers. I am here with Tina Gilbertson talking about the stages of estrangement. I am here with Tina Gilbertson talking about the stages of estrangement.